Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, we're still talking TIFF. You know, a more almost two months, you know, <laughs> yeah. removed at, at this point. Yeah. So uh, it it shows that we still have plenty to cover when it comes to movies that are actually starting to get their theatrical release outside of the festival. Uh, After Sun is the movie we're talking about here, written and directed by Charlotte Wells. Uh, it did get a limited release in New York and L.A. Wow, I didn't. Week. I had no idea. On October, it's, not, it's 21st. almost like we recorded this once before. <laughs> uh, it is opening in Ontario and other parts of Canada on October 28th in limited release, and will be expanding throughout the month of November. Thank you for that, Eric. It's almost no like problem. you've said it before. I stage like said it before. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, Eric, how are you today? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're going to talk about you know a, a pretty great movie today. A movie that, like you mentioned, saw two months ago. Um, we saw it more than two months ago. We saw that back in like late August, yeah. early September. Maybe about two months. Yeah, right. Yeah. August, September, October. Um, yeah, probably. It was like mid-August. Um, but that has a movie that at first I was not lukewarm on, but I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it was good. Um but much like the movie itself, uh, which you've, it's almost like you've already said this, but when you like sit on it and look back on it and think about it, um, it kind of resonates with you more or you think about it in a different way. And when you were saying that in our last recording that we had to scrap, um, I, it, that hit me of how, how this movie hit me is like, okay, at first I was like, okay, yeah, that was a nice experience, much like this vacation she might have taken with her dad. Um, and then, when you look back at it, um, you go, you you think about it more, and you revisit it, and and it stuck with me. And I ended up, um, much like you'll talk about in a sec, but I kept th- going back to it, even though at first I was like, oh yeah, I think I enjoyed it, but it was one of the first movies we saw. I think it was maybe the first movie um, we saw. Um, at least it was one of the first, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um. It, it stuck with me and I kept thinking about it. And some of the things that I thought were maybe trying too hard, I was like, you know what? After seeing all the other films I saw at TIFF and a lot of the movies I've seen this year, I'm like, okay, it wasn't trying too hard. It was just trying and in a good way uh, of trying for metaphor and trying to be beautiful. And, and, and I think it accomplishes all that. So I'm excited to talk about this today with you. Yeah, it and it's also I think, you know, we're going to talk about this with Armageddon time as well. You know, we we we've gotten to this point where in the last few years even pre-pandemic, we've gotten a lot of autobiographies, semi-autobiographies, autofiction, you know, we saw that, you know, at TIFF with the Fablemans, um Ladybird, Minari, um, you know, it, it it's nothing new Roma. in terms of that Roma uh so there, there are tons of films in the last little bit that have had a filmmaker looking back at a moment in their life or a part of history that they're fond of, you know, whether it be a, even something like Licorice Belfast. Pizza. Um, yeah, Belfast, like all of these movies have kind of 
had a, a nostalgic kind of tinge on a moment in time that defined the filmmaker or something that they're longing for that maybe is no longer around. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a trend. And that's something I actually talked uh, about with, with Charlotte Wells, having interviewed her, that this is such a personal passage that it comes from a place that is very sincere and emotionally resonant and what she's able to convey on screen and able to connect with the audience is nothing short of astonishing. Um, I think it's one of those movies where when you're watching it, it sneaks up on you in terms of how emotional that final 10, 15 minutes really is. And it is a very subtle movie but it's also extremely assured in its style and its framing device that when you're looking at it you 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 think to yourself how is she able to balance this so perfectly because the control of the filmmaking whether it be you know coming in and out of focus or um reflecting on certain objects and having conversations while you're watching both the reflection and the conversation in the same scene. And then it's beautifully composed, right? Yeah, like and, the shot shot composition and just how it's executed. Yeah. It's incredible. And then even the naturalistic kind of father daughter relationship that's at the center of this is so naturalistic and, and, mm-hmm. and, and lived in and real and doesn't feel written in any way. Um, so basically the crux of the story is you have this framing device, which is the adult version of Sophie looking back at, uh, old, uh, video, uh, vacation footage from a late nineties trip at the end of summer at a Turkish resort where the young Sophie played by Frankie Corio, uh, went on vacation with her father played by Paul Mascal. He's having a um, good couple of years. Yeah. And, and also like someone made a, a, a reference online that like, you know, he went from one resort in the lost daughter to another resort in, uh, in after sun mm-hmm. uh, going from, from Greece to, to, to Turkey. So um, with that, like it's, it's basically watching these two as, you know, they spend, a couple of, 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 you know, I think it's, I think it's about a week or so, you know, sunbathing, swimming, kind of hanging out, watching hang gliders in the distance. Sophie's 11 uh, in, in the late nineties. And so there is this metaphor to her being at that age where she's not quite yet at the teenage phase of her life, but she's not a child anymore. And there's a couple times in the film where you do, see that in in terms of a visual uh reference one when she's in a a bathroom stall watching through a keyhole and listening to uh, two girls that are older than her talk about relationships and stuff like that and um you know being at this kind of water park and, and hanging out but there's a melancholy that also is very much present where we're seeing uh callum played by paul mascal dealing with depression and again it never tries to explain what he's going through or yeah. or, or diagnose what he's mm-hmm. going through it or simply spoon feed you or anything yeah. yeah it simply acknowledges and compassionately 
observes. And I think that's also an important thing there because when you're, you're watching young Sophie, she doesn't really clue into a lot of that. It's more from the perspective of the adult version played by Celia uh, Ralston Hall, who is, you know, at the same age that her father was in those videos. And now she's starting to understand him a little bit more, but also still, you still get the heartbreak and, and, you know, the, the, the compassion and empathy that, you know, someone who has had many more experiences since then can, can extrapolate there and watching this movie, it's nothing short of a masterpiece for a feature length directorial debut. I think it is one of the finest I've ever seen. Um, I keep thinking about it and it's just, it's one of those movies you just need to go and see for yourself. And, and honestly, you know, like, and sit it, on it and like, cause you ruminate, might, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, and I've already kind of alluded to it where at first it didn't leave me cold or anything, but I feel like it maybe didn't, uh, hit me as hard as it maybe hit you in, in those final moments. And cause it is a very subtle movie. You've already said that like it is, you know, it is very stylish. We brought up the reflections and the shot composition and it's very assured and, and naturalistic, but all of that leads to kind of just this, moment in time movie where yeah it's not spoon feeding you anything yes you clue in that he has depression you clue into this father-daughter relationship and her kind of looking back on it but it kind of just presents all of that and it doesn't have those typical kind of like dramatic moment or 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 anything it just kind of like happens this like one little slice of life thing but then looking back at life as a whole and i think that that can leave you kind of going huh like at the end of just being like was this I don't want to, uh, cause I do think the movie's great, but I just feel like my initial reaction was just kind of like, okay, I I've seen this movie before father daughter relationship, someone struggling with some problems kind of things. Um, and I, and I said earlier that at my initial thought that it was trying a bit too hard with those, you know, with the shot composition, I've kind of turned 360 on and gone, no, 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 that's actually, it made the movie kind of stylistically interesting while still resonating and things like that and, and beautiful and and actually thoughtful in in its metaphors and, and and things like that too um so i think it's one of those movies that you might need to see a second time or even just let it sit with you because it can feel maybe so subtle that you kind of just you know I, I don't know maybe like how i felt after where i'm like oh it was okay um but again, it sat with me. It stuck with me. I've thought about it. I've wanted to revisit it. I've gone, you know, it's kind of crept its way up my my top of TIFF list where I'm maybe not in love with it as much as you are. But um, I, I still think it is, is quite great. But it is one of those movies that, you know, you almost appreciate after you see it. And when I thought it was maybe too subtle for its own good by the end of it, I go, oh, no, like, it doesn't need to kind of fall into those traps of like your, your typical kind of um, movie about depression or about, uh, you know, a familial relationship and, and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it, it is excellent. It's really, really good. Yeah. And you're kind of, as you're watching it, cause the, the film is also, again, from the perspective of, of Sophie as an adult, it is filling in some of those narrative gaps when the characters are individually kind of doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's also trying to kind of, you know, uh, come to a moment of catharsis and, and, and understanding. So some of it 
has this kind of surreal quality to it where, you know, it's, 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 it's very much, you know, like a, a memory frozen in time, the way that this Polaroid picture taken of the two together is, yeah. and, you know, like it makes so much sense that that was the starting point for, for this movie uh, a 24 posted on their website, the real, photo. the real photos. Mm-hmm. And, and so with that, it's like, you know, holding on to a moment for as long as you can and revisiting it from time to time and reflecting on what your experience was like. And the more you live, the more you begin to contemplate and wonder what someone was going through, especially when you get to that person's age, you know, um, or when you get to your, those milestones that your parents had and, and thinking about that and, 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 and Callum being, you know, uh, a single dad who's quite young and, you know, trying to figure out his stuff. There are, there are moments where he talks about, you know, I didn't think I'd make it to 30 and like that. It, it's just like things like that, or you're not thinking about it in, in, in that way or, or, when he's talking to Sophie about, you know, you can always come to me and, 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 and talk to me about anything. And I, and I'll always be there to, to listen to you. And, and, you know, and, and, and those moments, especially on the second watch really hit you even harder. Yeah. Cause you um, have seen this movie a second time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I was surprised with how much. Of, I feel like uh, I'd like it even more a second yeah. time. Yeah. I was surprised with how much of an impact it has on that second viewing because you know where it's ultimately going and kind of what, you know, quote unquote, the payoff is. But there again is there's there's something about finding those little moments that are building up to it that kind of give you, I, I, you know, a lot of people will be talking about the use of, of, you know, Queen featuring David Bowie's Under Pressure, which I think is one of the best uses of that song ever. And it made me love Queen again. I finally have gotten <laughs> over my Bohemian Rhapsody uh, uh, problems. So I, I, I just on that alone, I am so grateful to Charlotte Wells. Half but, star bump. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, but I think like when you get to that moment, it's like everything hits you great music harder a second i I will just say and it's and it's of the time like that's what i mean i feel like yeah brand van 3000 which Which we were her age during this time this period yeah yeah. so that's why everything that you know it just hit me really hard of everything that sophie's kind of dealing with at this time and like at this resort the music that's playing how she interacts with other kids and stuff like that like or wants to hang out with older kids as well again like looking at that kind of like okay i'm not a quote unquote a baby anymore but at the same time i can play pool with these older kids and yeah Yeah, but she still is of that age where like she's not you know a a teenager yet so it's it's that awkward age group you know and it's a great point of like i think i've said in in a lot of these movies where not these movies, but it hits hard when they take place. It hits hard. It it hits you harder because the time period and we were her age during that time period, but now we're closer to Callum's age now. So yes. you can kind of like when it hits you on that double level of like you can connect with the kid because you were a kid during that time, but now you connect with what the adults are going through because you're more their age. I think it like it, it I don't know, for me personally, just always kind of hits me really hard. And and because you can kind of see it from both angles and, and something I loved about this as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it doesn't really have 
a plot so i can understand some people kind of maybe being turned off by that's the i kind think of kind of what out i was vibe saying, where yeah people could say that you know like oh it's it's just too aimless or or yeah it, it feels like it doesn't it, it, it's not really going anywhere but that's the whole point of this one being like when you go on a vacation to a resort you're not doing anything you're not really like you know you'll you might go to there's no end game it's just you know hang out for a week and see what happens right yeah and, yeah and, and and that's what this perfectly does and it's so beautifully shot on 35 millimeter and like oh my god we haven't even talked about that it looks gorgeous yeah. it's and it looks of the time and i mean that as 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 a compliment because it looks archival and it works for for that period where things were still being shot on film so it feels like you know she's watching it from the point of view of of you know a vhs uh, Pan- tape panasonic or, yeah. video yeah. uh recordings but when you're watching it in the sense of in her mind her memory camera you're seeing you know it in in real time or how how she remembers it and and how you remember something you know we always talk about you remember it fondly wearing you know rose tinted glasses well that adds to the look of the film and watching it you understand yeah you know why the movie is shot the way it is and why it's also using the video cam footage and how it plays with both and how it balances that out as well as it does with the framing device and where the story goes and it just it, it it washes over you in a way that when you get to some of those moments that are more uh resonant than others it feels like it comes together as a full piece and you understand how personal a passage this is um, while watching it and just how deeply moved uh, you become by the end of it and, and how much it makes you empathize and feel for the characters, but also for Charlotte Wells. And like, I just felt like I was seeing her, you know, Mm -hmm. on, on the screen and like, uh, Frankie Cario, this is her first film, is an amazing discovery. You know, her acting alongside Paul Mescal like, is incredible. Um, it's just one of those yeah, movies she's great. that I would recommend to anybody looking for something that's cathartic and and just really deeply moving. But but again, yeah. like there are moments of levity too. Like there's a great moment. Oh, it's where fun at times too. A right? dad yeah. dragging his kid and yelling at him. And it's like that oh, is also the, so the, relatable. Again, the needle drops are fun, right? Like there is a even though the movie's very melancholy, like I feel like it really it does have some fun moments and even their relationship is very lovely. Even ultimately, you know, looking back on it, it's tragic and sad and and, and everything too. But like it's yeah, I think it has those moments that you will smile. It's not just a depressing movie all the way through or just like, you know, yes, you feel for Charlotte Wells and, and you know, I think that's something that I didn't clue until after the movie as well, right? Not knowing much about her, not knowing much about this story, like just thinking it was not necessarily personal and just, you know, a, a movie about a, a father and, and daughter. And I think like that context you know, you should judge the movie for what it is, but I feel like when you bring that stuff into it too, it does kind of like change your perception of a movie um, a lot of the times, which I think is totally fair. So um, like even seeing that photo that A24 posted and how similar it is and how well casted the movie is and like, uh, and things like that just kind of added to it. And it is one of those movies, yeah, that has stuck with me and that I do really, really want to watch again. I know I've been telling Nevis it's great and I'm like, you got to see this movie. and. Um, 
I can't wait for people to check it out. And I hope people do. I know it'll be kind of one of those smaller movies that kind of probably flies under the radar for the most part. Like it's probably not going to, you know, play in a ton of theaters. It's not going to get a lot of awards recognition or anything. Maybe I hope critics groups do come through. Yeah. And I think that's probably where you'll see it pop up and, and whether, you know, the DGA gives her a first time, like, she's got uh, to i mean it's one of the nomination best like you, you, i've ever seen and i agree with you so like you think if anywhere like not that any of that shit matters but you no. know it does help a small movie like this even though it is a24 which is the biggest indie label or whatever the most you know that will put it out there and try to get people to go see it but i i do think it is one of those kind of subtle quiet like just like the movie <laughs> like it will kind of yeah. go under the radar um so yeah, well, I mean, you'll be a big champion of it, and I I would definitely tell people to check it out if they want something, you know. I, I think it's we talked about Tar, right? And Tar and After Sun, both, um, you know, cinephile movies for the most part, right? They're austere, like they're, but they're austere yeah. in different ways with with how yeah. they handle. I mean, obviously, di- much different subject. Very matter. different, very different. But you know what I mean by like a movie that you kind of know who to suggest it to, right? Yes. Like, um, that's kind of what I mean. So like, I know who I like, who to say, Hey, go see after sun. You'll really love it. When, you know, I do think there will be, you know, if someone just randomly went to their multiplex and went to go see this, like you said, you could go, Oh, it's aimless. Oh, what was that even the point? Or, you know, it, it, it does spell out what sort of what happens, but it, it's not very, uh, plot driven right like it is more about it's character driven and, and it's very very subtle so yeah i really love the movie um i i'm teetering between i think i am gonna give it a 4.5 i think it's great yeah uh again uh, w- one of the best movies of the year um one of the greatest uh directorial debuts i've i've ever seen um continue to That's think about praise. it it's 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 worth it though it's it's one of those movies where it's like you know you you every once in a while you see a filmmaker and or you see their first film and you kind of realize like oh this person has amazing potential but also is telling Absolutely. such a, a full and rich and and putting their heart and soul you know, on display. And and sometimes that can also be perceived as pretentious. Cause like yeah. a movie that it also reminded me of a little bit, like after rewatching it a second time, it, it, you know, it, um, another movie I, I absolutely love is Sarah Pauly's stories we tell, which is about her family where it's like, uh-huh. okay, well you're being narcissistic or egotistical, you know, focusing this story on your family. But the story she's telling in that movie is so captivating. Well, and we had you- a whole conversation off air about that, right? About yeah. this, what we said, a tr- whether you want to call it a trend or just directors kind of looking back at their own lives and feeling like it's important enough to put onto film, right? Where something like after sun feels so personal and it doesn't feel like, Oh, this is so important. I need to tell you about it more so than like I needed to put this on, like I needed to get this out kind of thing. Right. And it's, yeah, it is one of those movies that I feel like is so incredibly stylish, but still, uh, reserved, not reserved is the right there word. Is, there, like there restrained. is like restrained, like it's, yeah. like it, it's, it shows restraint, but it's still like oozing with style, which is a very hard thing to kind of pull off yeah. where I feel like, to really put in a lot of that kind of the different shots about reflections and just how beautiful the movie looks while still 
feeling subtle and restrained is kind of a tricky thing. And like, cause it could come off as pretentious. It could come off as too subtle, which it is kind of dancing on all of, all of that. But then weirdly kind of all comes together into this really beautiful kind of touching thing that doesn't feel like, Hey, my story is so important. I need, this needs to be a movie more so than like, I'm putting my heart and soul into this and, and it's worthwhile. And it definitely is. So yeah. You didn't rate it yet. Five I'm assuming or what? Let me finish with this. It, it it feels like a stream of 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 her subconscious being yeah. projected on the big screen, and that is the highest praise I can give anybody when it comes to being able to articulate something that is so deeply personal yeah. and very private, and something that you know has a lot of 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 weight to it. You know, coming from somebody that you know, is a first time feature length filmmaker, but also trying to tell a story that you hope that everybody else can find something in, you know, and, 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 and not just be completely personal. Yeah. Um, and it does, and it is a five-star movie. Um, That's a perfect score. Yeah. You don't get many of those. I mean, you kind of do sometimes, but I, I don't, I never know what we even rate things after these podcasts are done. Whoosh, don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, um, but having watched it twice now, I'm very happy giving this a, a five oh, star review. I'm happy. So. I could get there. Uh, I, I do. I will watch this again before awards uh, voting for us for CCA stuff. But uh, I'm excited to check it out again. So uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, we will be trickling out more TIFF reviews over the next little while as these films are finally being released. Uh, to the public, but you can check out our other TIFF reviews uh, for things like uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Um, what else do we got? Pearl, Glass Onion, Women The Talking. Fableman. Yep. Glass Onion, The Fablemans, Triangle of Sadness, Banshees of Inishirin, The Whale, Empire of Light, uh, Bros, Brother, uh, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story. Uh, we just recorded something. What the hell did we record, Eric? Uh, we just recorded a review for the good nurse. Okay. I was like, am I frozen or no? You are frozen. Uh, yes. Okay. God damn it. Uh, we're trying new things. I don't know if this is frozen on your end guys, if you're watching on YouTube, but we'll figure that shit out. Uh, anyways, I'm going to wrap, uh, you're go frozen check out in time, like a memory, uh, go check out, uh, all of our other, uh, shows over on our main channel, which is untitled movie podcast. We have a couple new episodes about, uh, different things like, uh, da, 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 da. I'm like, Oh, you're back. No, you're I'm back. back. Oh, see, like, yeah, I don't I don't know if that's on the video side is going to fuck up or not. Uh, I think because I'm trying out. See, everyone, I'm trying out a new if you're on YouTube. Uh, hey, you can see my computer and behind the like, scenes. Um, I'm trying this new on the new Apple update. They have um, it's called continuity camera and you can use your iPhone which I've been using on uh, through Elgato recently, but Apple has it now. Obviously, some kinks to work out, but we'll get through it. Um, One-stop shop for everything, easiest spot. Just go to untitled underscore movies at Letterboxd. That's probably the easiest place to find us, but YouTube, podcast services, all that jazz. Uh, and then follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene. Um, you know, I, I don't want to come off as pompous, but... I truly do feel the interview I did with Charlotte Wells is one of the best things I've ever. Hell done. yeah. Go listen to it. Um, and, and or so watch it. just listen to her talk. I think, you know, when, when you, especially if you see the movie first and then, and then 
watch this interview and like understand that what she's saying comes from a place that is truly so so personal and like just listening to her it was it was a a a a beautiful experience and and so i'm so grateful for that um and you can uh follow me on the social medias at em6211 until next time drinking in la at 26 sly vic sly good mighty thirsty out there